This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skyler will take it from here. Master Chief, out, out. Hello and welcome to Koality Time, the Kale Koala Entertainment Podcast. I'm Skylar Sokol. I'm Anthony Nicolosi. <laughs> Sean Stevens. Joshua Broncoli. And we got the whole crew today for our special, finally, long time coming Elden Ring podcast. We had two options. Either wait for me, Josh, and Sean to beat it or do it in 10 years when Anthony beats it. And we chose to do it now. Uh, so, uh, so we're going to go through some various aspects of the game, basically try and give you our overall impressions, talk about the design and hopefully some more like, you know, game gamey elements than maybe you would get from a normal review. Um, Sean out here looking like pale as a tarnished in this view, like Sean cosplaying right now. I'm a wretch in real life <laughs> yes. as well as you in You want Elden me Ring. to look like a tarnished? I can make it happen. <laughs> Hold on. While Skyler's just in uh, Imagine Whoa! Anthony actually beating a game, says Evan in the chat. What a, what a, <laughs> wow. Hey, I beat Doom. Hey. He did. All right. Sure so um, Anthony is basically, Anthony has played a little bit of Elden Ring. Uh, and hopefully we'll be beating a boss eventually. But for now, we have him here to be our moderator for our discussion. So, Anthony, take it away. Okay. Yeah, I mean, hey, to, to be clear, that guy with the shield outside of the... Stormville Castle. What was the name of that lady who I didn't do her quest and you told me I should and Ronnie. then I got a horse? Ronnie. What's, yeah, I, didn't, I did not go for Ronnie. Yes. Pro tip. Talk to Ronnie. Get the horse from Ronnie. No matter this how much you don't This is not a tips podcast. This is, this is a review. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie doesn't give you the horse, but yes. Yeah, Ronnie oh, yeah, doesn't give you the horse. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It's well. fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, I, that is about the extent of my knowledge. So I, uh, I think that is a good segue into the first question, boys. I want to get in. I think the audience needs to know what's everybody's experience with previous FromSoft games. Um, everyone just heard my experience. I don't have any, <laughs> and I beat one guy with the shield. Uh, how about you guys? Um, I, uh, I've played, I think every FromSoft game, at least some, including even the original Demon Souls on fucking Xbox or whatever, but, uh, I've never beaten one until Elden Ring. Um, and not necessarily because they were too hard or anything. I just would get bored and like churn and just like decide I wasn't interested in playing it anymore. The one I'd played the most before Elden Ring was Sekiro, which I did have a lot of hours in like 30 something, I think, um, or maybe 20 something. I don't know, but that's definitely one I would consider going back to and finishing. But yeah, Dark Souls three would be my second most and just going downhill from there. I never played the Demon Souls remake, but other than that, I have dabbled in all of them and quit all of them. So my opinion is from someone who literally quit every other FromSoft game to say like, I didn't like them enough to play. And now You're one I beat Soft the whole time. Turner. I, I'm a you Turner until now. A, a re okay. reborn. 
I'll keep that in mind for later. How about how about wait? How about you, Josh? Okay, so I'm saving Sean for last. So I played Dark Souls one. I got up to Seath the Scaleless, and I rage quit on Seath the Scaleless, uh, because there's this mechanic where you get cursed and you permanently lose half your HP until you get uncursed. But the thing to get uncursed is like at the other side of the world yep. from where you are. And when you're cursed, you can't, like, use humanity, you can't, like, so, like, you can't do the multiplayer, and it just was, like, I just had no way of, like, I, 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 I rage quit, basically, so, yeah. That's, that's it's all of my, uh, That's the only one. Just Dark Souls 1? Just, just Dark Souls 1 and Elden Ring? Just Dark Souls 1. I actually own all of them. Okay. And but I've only played Dark Souls 1. John? Okay. Sean? So I have played every single From Software game besides the original Demon Souls, but I have played the remake, and I think I've played each of them at least three times, except for the remake, because that's the newest one. I've only played that one twice. Have you? Uh, do you speedrun Souls games? No, I've never done speedruns. I was thinking about doing speedruns of Sekiro, but I just play them. It's like I usually play one of their games at least once a year. It's like kind of my cadence these days. Okay. So... Like I played Demon Souls la- remake last year because that's when it came out, and then I beat Elden Ring this year, and then after Elden Ring, I beat Sekiro like seven times. Well, the last so two weeks, you, you are a FromSoft super fan, clearly, or there's something wrong with you. In no, the I'm a, yeah, no, I'm a super fan. I love all their games. I mean, I started rage quitting their games, so I thought they were too hard on like the 360, and then right before Dark Souls three came out, I rebeat Dark Souls two. Beat Dark Souls 3, then beat Dark Souls 1, then Sekiro. You know, I just kind of went nuts. So, yeah, I love their well, games. Well, so then perfect segue into the next one. I'm going to start with you on this one, Sean. Give your short initial review of Elden Ring. You, Sprumsoft <sighs> Superfan, short initial review. Few sentences. That's it. I think Elden Ring is the most accessible and overall objectively the best game that they the best Souls game they've released that exists in the market. Cool. Skyler, would you agree? Um, I think that Elden Ring is definitely the most accessible Souls game. Uh, for me, it's the most fun and interesting. Um, albeit, if you can get past the horrible layer of learning curve and obtuse UX and choices. Right. Okay, I'll have a question about that later. Um, okay. Joshmond? Uh, you beat this one. Hey. I did beat this beat- one. Yes. Uh, I think part of the reason I was able to beat it was because the structure is so fundamentally different from like Dark Souls 1. Uh, that I think is one of the big reasons that it is. Because I wouldn't necessarily say that it's easier in terms of like. You only have a few sentences here, Josh. Oh, sorry. (laughs) But the structure of the game is set up so that it's more... You have more choice in what you do. And that... That's good. I will say, overall, sorry. We sort of only compared it in this little section to previous FromSoft games. But, like... And I guess that's fine for the start. At the end, we'll say our, I guess, our overall rating. That's my... Yeah, that's my, like... I don't know. That was my objective review. My subjective review is not the same. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Well, okay, let's get through a few more formalities then so that we can hear your bullshit hot takes as a FromSoft super fan <laughs> that you apparently have <laughs> or are alluding to. What builds did you guys go for? Sean, I know you started as a red, Sean, because we all voted on it and you did it. Yeah, so, so I will say just real line. quick. So Wretch is like the classic, if you're a fan, right, you always pick the character that's objectively shit just to make it like a little bit harder, right? And I always do. My favorite build is just two hands, the biggest weapons in the game that I can find, and just whack shit. So I did two giant swords and I just smack stuff. That's it. It was great. Sounds like a solid strat. That yeah. that was that was the build. That was the strat throughout the game for you. Yeah, I did that the whole. The, so the okay. beginning of the game, I was doing a big sword and a shield until I got enough stats to hold two swords because it take, took me a little bit to build up to that. And then, I mean, I it's my favorite. I like it because it's simple. It's just you dodge and then you hit them. And but the thing is, after a hundred and a hundred hours, it does get a bit stale. It's pretty samey, right? Okay, but um. But I enjoy it. Yeah. Okay. Do it again. Josh, what was your build? Did mixed strength int build. Uh, so my main weapon was Meteoric or uh, the Meteoric or Katana, which scales with both strength and int. Uh, so that was, and I so I had the benefit of being able to use a sword, and I also had staff so I could use use spells, uh, which are very useful. I wouldn't pros say and that cons, Josh. Me, I mean, you gave a few pros right there. What about like anything you wish you would have done differently on the build build wise? I mean, my build, uh, I don't know. Maybe I would have. No, I, I I like my build honestly. I, if I were to do a build a different build, I would do a completely different build. I wouldn't do a similar build just for variance sake, you know. Okay, Skyler. I did uh, as close to a pure int build as I could for as much of the game as possible. Um, to me, magic was by far the most interesting thing. It held the most variety because, you know, there's like a ton of different spells. And this game really shined with that because like I got better and better spells over the whole course of the game. The big thing that inspired me was after beating uh, Renala, where you get her moon spell that requires 70 int, but you're like not even close to that shit. So I was like, fuck it. I'm gay enough int to use this. And so by the end of the game, I would like throw a moon at someone, shoot a beam at that. Like It was sick. And then eventually I also, once I got the Dark Moon Greatsword from the Ronnie side quest, I added that to the build. And it was in, I used to use a staff and shield. And then in Melania, in order to beat her, I ended up having to switch everything so that I could use staff and left handed sword in right hand. And that's how I did the rest of the game was Dark Moon Greatsword in one hand and staff in the other. It was so fun. I like, I, I don't even know. It would be hard for me to want to do any go back and do anything else unless it was maybe a faith build, which would sort of end up being similar just because I had so much fun using the magic. So I just wanted to ask, too. So how just for people who don't know how you switch spells is you have to like press up on the D-pad to swap between your spells and there's no like weapon spell wheel. How was that for you? Was that um, annoying or was it like muscle memory or for me? It was fine. It just like I'm really good at multitasking. So like that right. kind of stuff does not bother me. But for someone who is not, I think it would be horrible. Like it, okay. it's crazy. Yeah. And we, we'll talk about this later when we get to UI UX decisions. But the way that that bottom left menu works in the game is insane to me. 
That's why I do whack builds because it makes it so I don't have to interact with it. Really. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, and granted, I hate games that like you hold a button and it freezes everything and then you switch. I hate those like yeah. ones that pause. So like for th this was great for me because it was all in real time and it sort of just added another layer of like, oh shit, I got to switch my spell while I dodge and all that. So that was fun for me, but I could totally see how for other people it would suck. Yeah. What did you think, Josh, experiencing that same thing? The spell wheel was not like a, or the spell swapping didn't really bother me at all. I mean, I mainly kept to like three or four main spells that I would use, right? Mm -hmm. So I knew where they were. Like I rotated through them. I knew like, okay, if I'm at, you know, Glintstone Shard or whatever, Swift Glintstone Shard, I know I'm like two away from um, like Enhanced Armament or whatever. You know, like cool. I know where the spells are if there's only a handful of them. Right. And, you know, I also did Wretch. Okay. Having well, never played. You haven't done it yet. From we'll Scott see you beat before. a boss. <laughs> then, then you could say you did Wretch. <laughs> I am a Wretch and it's going. I'm not liking it. I, uh, <laughs> I will be honest. Elden Ring is the worst game to do Wretch. Agreed. It's way better than the other games because you don't get armor in the beginning of Elden Ring. And in this game, like it's way more fun to be able to use the equipment you get early, and right. with Wretch you have to grind in order to do any of that. In the other games, you don't have to because the way it gives out the yeah. Right. Just, just I just got a flail. There's maybe some potential fun to be found there, but yeah, uh, if you've never played FromSoft, wouldn't recommend Wretch. It's kind of ass. That's all. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> let's 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 keep rolling though. Let's keep rolling though. Shonald, gameplay overall, okay? How did you feel about the gameplay specifically? We're going to focus on, like, the combat and the how you felt controlling your player in the combat. Actually, let's start with just combat. How did you feel about the combat? The combat is fine. I think, I think the more Souls games I play from FromSoft, the more the combat just is kind of boring to me. Because the, the core of the combat is dodge an enemy, and then you hit him. And that's pretty much it. Right. Um, and obviously with like magic and you can parry and they added a bunch of new mechanics, but like most people I would say would be dodging and then they're going to use a spell or hit him with a weapon. Right. And that's kind of all you do. But I mean, mechanic mechanically wise, it's very well done. It's responsive. The tax out when you press the button, when you get hit, it's because you made a mistake, not because, you know, you got input lagged or whatever. Right. So, right. I think it's okay. fine. I would like, you know, I think it's just, I wouldn't want them to do the same type of combat system in their next game. I, I think guess. one of the most interesting things about the Dark Souls combat that sets it apart a lot from other games that I really enjoy, I came to enjoy in this game is the fact that when you commit to an action, you are committed to that action. And that's one thing that made magic really interesting in the game is that you really had to pick. And I mean, you do have to do this with like heavy attacks with normal swords too. You really have to pick and choose your moments that you're attacking and doing things in combat much more than other games where you're very free to like, you know, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm just going to cancel this action and do something else. In Dark Souls and all these Souls-like games, Elden Ring, you are committed once you do it. So when I want to throw a moon at someone, that spell takes like five seconds to cast. So like I have to know that I'm in a situation where it will complete. And so I think that the knowledge that that requires you to have in the fights is pretty interesting flip side of that there's definitely like there's this weird buffering that 
sometimes when you like try to dodge and you get hit by attack before the animation happens, you dodge after you get hit. Yeah. Yeah, there is Which some I annoying hate. buffering I stuff. Hate I hate that. Yeah, there's also situations where like you hit a spell and then you like hit another spell, but then you decide not to, but it still happened. There's like a ton of weird stacking situations that do happen. They're rare, but they are annoying when they happen for sure. That's what I felt like what was happening to me. And uh that was not happening to you. You just didn't understand how the mechanics worked because your club has a three hit combo attack. And I think you kept thinking that it was one you could stop attacking after each of them, but you couldn't. Meaning if you tap swing three times, you've committed to the three hit combo. No, your thing was a built in dodge. three hit combo off one button without hitting it three times. Really? It's when yeah. you, so it's, you know, when you use the, you use the scream thing that puts you in the stance that makes yeah, all yeah. your heavy attacks a three hit combo with one button. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't necessarily just with the scream though. I, 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 so I'm not sure. I felt like when I committed to something, I had to wait for that to finish before doing the next thing. That's a hundred percent true. That's the whole yeah, point. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what and I was saying. That's what I think is really where... interesting. Right, right, right. It yeah. makes it a lot. It's, it's really methodical, right? It's like generally for me, when I get into a boss, it's like, I'm not attacking at all. I'm just dodging for a little bit until I figure out when the, the safe openings are. Right. And then, you know, yep. you're yeah, just there's trading, no, right? There's no canceling your attack animations. Which is honestly right. like Dodge. more immersive in my mind. Like it felt more, it just feels like you have to be more in tune with what's going on. Yeah, you yeah, definitely you have to play more careful. And, yeah, and you have to know, like, you have to know how long it takes to swing your weapon, right? How right. long it takes to cast your spell, what the distance you need, you know? Yep. Yeah, I'm the, like, I'm not a Elden Ring player. I'm not a Souls player. I, these games are not attractive to me. Um, but uh, I, it, it was just to the comment it's it's very not immersive to me it's well, opposite it's I, because, I, like, I talk to me again when you beat the first boss and i think you'll have a different opinion i i under i see i got a feel for the system after i started to beat a couple people i don't think so no i i don't care what you say <laughs> when i have when the game's controls pull me out of my intention no, right i this I, is part of the learning curve that i was talking about you, like you yeah, are not you're still like here on the learning curve that you need to get to like here. That's a big problem with the game. And I think only once you get near the top of it, do, do these things start feeling enjoyable? Cause like, I agree with yeah. you when I first start, this is why I've quit like every dark souls game. Cause I think it feels like shit and it, and I had to commit to learning it. And once I did, then it feels interesting. Yeah. But like to be clear, it's not like it was like, it felt it just, I wanted it to be responsive from the perspective of like when I swing and then I decide to dodge, I want to dodge, you know, I want like that cancel there. And I, but once you start to feel out the rules of the game and, um, cause like side note, as I was playing, I was like, what is compelling about this to people? Right. When I hear examples of like situations like Josh found himself in where you have to slog all the way across the map to find a thing to uncurse you and like come back. I'm like, why do people like these games? That sounds, you know, terrible. What what else anybody likes that mechanic? <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one yeah, likes but that. Like, no, nobody. Yeah, but like people somehow, I don't know if look past is the right word, but they play the game anyway in lieu of like sit frustrations. No, like, I, I mean, there's a good point. Right? Like when I was playing the Demon Souls remake, I remember I'm walking through like a dark area and I fall in a hole in the ground and die that you can't see because it's so dark. And for like for you, Anthony, you'd be like, that's fucking bullshit. 
for me, it's like huh, classic Dark Souls. You know, I guess I'll just go through it again, right? It's like you know, I don't even think about it. You know, it's well, just one like, thing I I was kind of picking up on, even with the little bit I was playing, is it did feel like there were rules and they were strict, and if you played within the rules and accomplished something, it, it felt it felt very intentional. Like you really did beat the thing you know what i mean like it was completely a product of you reading the rules and then executing the mechanics in such a way that you win um that i can see being very satisfying to people you know like yes having a very so all right moving on yeah. so enemy design is next so what do you guys think about the enemy design because i know sean you have some strict opinions about the way so, they design the enemy. There's, I mean, there's two ways. So obviously the design from software nails it with the ver enemy variety, right? The amount of individual specific enemies in the game and the amount of bosses, even though they, they do reuse a lot of them, is nuts, right? There is like, there's a crazy amount. For me, I think just based off the previous games and even after playing Sekiro, which I think is their fastest game, these enemies are nuts. I think they're nuts. Like the amount the openings they have for you to attack them is a lot smaller than all the other games. And a lot of their combos are really, really long. Like I'm thinking of, um, Morgoth, the, the boss with the dragon arm, that guy, when he, he does that wind thing around him that just hits you if you're close to him. It's, and it's just like stuff like that. A lot of bosses have that in this game. Talking about it's Godric. Uh, no, yes, you're right. Yeah. Gar yeah. Godric. Right. It's a lot of stuff like that. Like even Margit, like when I was fighting him level one, um, you just don't don't get a lot of opportunities to whack whack bosses. I felt in this game compared to their other ones because I played Dark Souls three a little bit after it too, and I was like, "Damn, this boss attacks me, and I dodge, and I can hit him for like I got like five seconds, you know, to do whatever I want." It was it was crazy. I actually think to me this was one of the reasons I liked Elden Ring more. I've been thinking about this a lot because you expressed this before I, I knew you had this opinion i've been thinking about why this didn't bother me i think it's because for a lot of games like this and a lot of games with big bosses they always feel like oh this is a boss with like a three attacks and if i learn the three patterns then i just it's just like a pattern repeat kind of game and dark souls is like that but when the bosses are this complex with this many attacks and possible options it was just way more interesting to me to have to learn to fight them and so to me, the fact that they were nuts was actually a, a big positive. I really yeah. enjoyed that and having to like find those small openings and figure it out. Grant, there were situations where it was really annoying where you're like, you know, getting attacked for like 10 seconds straight and you literally have to just dodge the whole time. But I mean, if you were in a real fight with a real boss like this, that would probably be what would happen, yeah. right? No, and when you say it like that, it makes sense to me. I mean, it's just something I'm used to. Right? No, totally. It's a very yeah. different. It's I just agree. different. Yeah, which and I mean, I didn't, I didn't think that for me made the difficulty like insanely hard or anything. It was just I was like, what the hell? It was like an enemy, you know, because I'm used to like an enemy. They do like a slash, a slash, and then like an overhead slam, and it's like, okay, now I attack them, and then they would like swipe me, and it's like, what the hell? It's like yeah. that's ne that never happens. They do their big attack, and then they're you know exhausted and, and they're done. But right, what do you think about I mean, all that, Josh? I mean, I uh, I didn't realize we were talking about like the fight design. I thought we were talking about like the character design. We can do that after, of, but yeah, after, but yeah. In terms of the fight design, uh, yeah, I agree with what you said. Like, it is a lot tighter. Uh, 
I, it's almost, I actually did talk to my brother a little bit about this, and it's almost like on the level of like a fighting game where it's a lot more rhythmic and a lot more like pattern, like, like you're like almost like combos, right? Like where you're like avoiding combos. Right. Yeah. And it's a lot more like you are being really kind of like the, you need to know the rhythm of your inputs to a certain extent. So, you know, you see the animation and you're like, now's when I dodge, right? And then because it's not like you dodge, dodge, and you're going to avoid all the attacks because you got like, you have to time it right, you know? And you don't have a lot of margin of error. So it, what, it, what it ends up is it ends up being really fast paced, in my opinion. And yeah, I would, yeah, I would say Elden Ring's the fastest. Yeah, like the fastest Souls game, probably. You mm. liked that? In terms of Gosh. combat? I like that. I mean, it does, like... I think that it works because the... And this is where I'm going to compare it to Dark Souls 1 again, is that the re, it works because you don't spend a long time getting back to the boss. Because yeah. if you had yeah. to spend a long time getting back to the boss and then you were to die in three hits instantly because you mistimed an input, like that becomes a lot more punishing. But because of like Stakes of America or because the bonfire is really, or sorry, Sight of Grace is really close, like it removes like the pain of the death a lot. That was a huge difference for me in this game. That was you're absolutely right. That was one of the main reasons that I was way more compelled to stick with this game than I was with any previous FromSoft game. Was that they essentially for almost every fight in the game, uh, Renala notwithstanding, removed the annoying yeah. run back. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's two. There's like Renala and uh, Merrick. Or what's his name? Malaketh. There's like oh, yeah. no enemies there, but it's like just kind of it far away. You fun. just like have yeah. to like walk. Yeah, but otherwise, yes, no big deal. No, I think that was uh, like as far as the way they did the open world, which we'll talk about later. I think that was one of the best design choices they made in the entire game was the quantity of state, states of grace and then the addition of stakes America as well. That's a really good point, Josh. Yeah. I think the boss design though josh if you want to talk about that is sick as fuck like what mm -hmm. they actually the actual de character designs are super cool i mostly from just watching people obviously i was watching several different streamers play through the i it's like this like decayed fuckness to it i mean all the other souls are kind of like that too but i don't know what'd you think what'd you guys think in regards to that game? i had a really good like fromsoft has a classic where it's like um some of their games weren't as good like dark souls 3 people dub it as like every boss is dude in armor right which it is elden ring has a really good variety of dude in armor to fucking creepy dude to beast to Mage corrupted to, testicle sack yeah. right you know that, that's like some of the, the designs if you like actually would take the time to look at them it's like how do they come up with this shit like well i think my favorite boss design in the game is probably rikard because yeah, that was Rikard's like nuts great. yeah it that, was that like the was crazy phase two was like oh yeah oh my god like of course right it was really awesome but like 
even, you know, Margaret, who's like maybe one of the more simple guys, like the cutscene, like he's like so hairy, you know, it's and like, like phase two of Renala. So cool. And you need, yeah, the arena is awesome. Right. I really loved like Astel was like one of my favorite uh-huh. visual bosses. Right. Uh-huh. That like when I saw that boss, I was like, am I playing Bloodborne? You or Melania cutscene, second phase. Yeah, cut that scene? that's like, nuts. yeah, that's the, like one of the best cutscenes that from all the phase two done. bosses transitions were sweet they were all like for me like jaw dropping for the most part like fire giant when you like yeah that's just awesome they were all awesome honestly the only design that i like have a bone to pick with is elden beast because i feel like compared to the all the other ones he's kind of like bland it was interesting that he was like that yeah. he wasn't like that crazy compared to like when you've already like seen like estelle things when yeah. you've yeah. seen like estelle and even the like what are the the, the, the falling star beasts no no the the fucking the big centipede guy that rides around not star space yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's it's uh the mini boss who's in the first area after yeah. you get out of the game you open it with the stone sword keys and he's at the bottom what, what's that oh boss? you're talking about the tree thing yeah the tree thing oh like yeah. ulcerated tree spirit yeah, yeah, yeah. even like, oh, even yeah, like yeah. That, that's sort of like along the elden beast line look as well but yeah the, i agree the yeah. elden beast was like basically just the princess mononoke forest <laughs> spirit yeah um, it was like you know space loch ness monster i mean all his attacks were really cool but i agree yeah, the overall design sure. of the monster I, I can see how you would think it was a little overwhelming underwhelming for sure yeah uh, the the other thing i kept thinking as watching these bosses transform into crazy shit and whatever i think the one that i first thought this in was the boss where you it's the there's the two god skin duo bros one is skinny one's yeah. fat as fuck yeah. um there's a there's an attack that the skinny guy has where he fucking eels out the stretching oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a stretching. lot of enemies who actually and then his do legs that. like suck back into his torso yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like that's just an example of all these like weird ass things where technically they had to like support dynamic collision changing and like the mesh is changing on you and like the in fucking unorthodox ways and it's like i i, I was just like a lot of work goes into oh, those yeah. fucking bosses. Oh, yeah. Well, I, know, yeah, I will tell you, the collision have to be perfect for otherwise the combat is ass, right? Yeah, Sean, and I well, talked and, about this before that the animations in this game make the game the what it oh, is. Oh yeah, I, like the, anim- the animations are yeah. unbelievably good, and that like that's what makes all these designs work is that they're animated like exactly how you would expect them to move, and it just like works. Yeah, it, it, I, I I hear what you mean by like expect in the way you expect them to move, but like that's part of the unorthodox and bizarre nature of some of those movements and the surprise element of them makes it interesting just to watch. Even like me, I'm just like watching it and it's fun right. to watch because it's right. like, what the fuck is that thing? Holy fuck, it did this crazy ass thing. <laughs> right. Did that just come out of its ass? You know, like it's it's all crazy. And uh to be able to support the gameplay though, because you know, there's some games where shit there's maybe there's an animation or something like that, but the hitbox doesn't change, you know, or like the whatever. It, it, there's the, in this particular scenario, at least as far as I could observe, hitboxes stayed true to what you were seeing so sort of uh i mean the collision in the game is probably one of the worst implemented things i would say there's a lot of weird collision situations that happen to me at least i don't know about you guys but it's not i mean i've definitely done, done better but there's there's some hitbox porn type type moments that can happen with like certain weapon arts, right but where it's stuff pretty is, rare is yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because generally your your character is generally just like swinging they're not you know yeah, you know they're not doing backflips right but this does I relate to josh's comment like, sorry i was just gonna say this relates to josh's comment about it being like a fighting game because fighting games are another situation where all moves change the character's hitbox entirely and like alter hitboxes sure. significantly. So yeah, it's it's very likely that they the way they approached this was very similar to how fighting games approach their um, attack modifications and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure there's some collision you can cheese. It was more of like if a limb's out here and you swing at it, you expect it's going to hurt the thing. And generally speaking, at least watching that was true, right? Like, uh, so anyway, yeah. it's crazy. That's yeah. crazy yeah. stuff. No, I mean, I, I, I can't think, imagine. I'd have like a small team of what, 20 people per boss or something. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know how, how I think they have like 100 people or no, maybe they have like three. I don't know. It's for me, it seems like they have a team of like 10,000 people. <laughs> they started yeah. the game in 2000, making the game in 2019. Right, this game took less than three years on it that to long. Make. Even that, though they that, granted that they reused big. assets and they used the same engine, still like it's nuts. It's so big. Yeah, it's crazy. No, but fucking shout out to well, okay, I'll pause. But shout out to them for reusing shit instead of fucking remaking a whole another new engine. But oh, anyway. there's yeah, no, they they reuse things very like there's they use a lot of cut content from like Dark Souls three that never made it in. They like take that boss model that in animations that they like half made and like complete it, and it's like some of the bosses yeah, in cool. Elden Ring. Now, we've kind of touched on this in this uh, combat flow a little bit, but is there anything you guys want to add in regards to, like, the actual difficulty? Like, that, let's say, for example, compared to previous games, did you feel like combat was more difficult, less difficult, difficult in a different way, more fun this time? You guys have touched on this, but anything? I think right? it's, I think the point's mainly the the speed. Otherwise, besides that, I don't think it's any more difficult or not besides points that I would bring up in the open world. Yeah, I think the big thing about difficulty relates to the open world design of the game and the difficulty curve of the game overall. Um, Like just base mechanics, I think it's in line with their other stuff. I think if if you play the game the way the game wants you to, even though it doesn't tell you exactly how it wants you to play, but if you play it like like perfectly without being told the difficulty curve will feel really good. The problem is that there's a lot of ways for it not to that we'll talk about soon. Yeah, Yeah, I think... The difficulty is pretty like what you said. It's not significantly different from, well, in my experience, the one other Souls game I played, but they gave you so many more tools. It's true. The variety is huge. Yeah, there's way more spells for the, the Ashes of Wars and the customization. There's so many of them. The there's they added the crafting. There's a bunch of materials. There's the new spirit summons. Mm. There's a the the most out of any of their games stuff to do right yeah and which means gives you the mo- more opportunities to find stuff that works really well together that ends up being kind of broken right know? i mean like and even if you talk to two people who did the exact same build i'm sure they're like talismans were different the summons they liked to use would have been different right yeah. their ashes I mean, of war right there's so whatever much whatever the route they went the bosses they fought they're going to i mean the, the game's so mm-hmm. big like it's very easy to just on a playthrough, do something completely different than somebody else who's doing something similar, you know? I, I will say that was one of that was one of the coolest things about playing through this game, especially while people were playing it simultaneously, was to like be talking to Sean or other people and be like, "Oh, I did this thing and found this thing," and they they'd be like, "What? What do you mean? Where's that?" And I would like tell them where it was, and then they would tell me about some cool thing they found, and you'd be able to go find. It. And the game is sprawling enough that you can do that, and it works really well. 
on a similar note, the multiplayer is really what made the game for me, in my opinion, was like the experience of like fighting bosses with like my brother and like his friends and stuff. Like, you know, we would all like we'd go and we'd like one of us like is having a problem with like one boss, right? It's like, all right, we're all gonna go and we're gonna like gang up on this boss. And it doesn't necessarily make it like inherently easier because the boss's HP scales with more people, right? Uh, but then you end up being like, oh, so like we're trying to figure out tactics to fight this boss. So like, okay, one of us is going to draw aggro. You know, so like early game, yeah. I like invested a lot into stamina. So it's like, okay, I'm going to block attacks and you got and try to draw aggro and you guys kind of attack from the other side. So it was almost like MMO-esque, like fighting a raid boss kind of sometimes. So I really enjoyed that. That was like one of like it, like in terms of like social gaming experiences was really high up there for me. That's really cool because I think Sean and I basically didn't use the multiplayer at all. And uh, I, I mean, I fought, I never, all the bosses I beat in my world, I never f used multiplayer. I helped a friend beat Radon once. And like I, once I beat Melania, I went back in and did one co-op with someone else because I felt like I needed to like return the favor to the universe once I spent like, you know, right. six hours being here. But yeah, I like used it very little, but I think... The, the multiplayer that I did was fun, and I honestly, like, if I played again, I would probably do a lot more of it. Some PvP, just that kind of, just to have a different experience. Cause, yeah, yeah I, that's did. I actually I really do, do, I do a lot of PvP when I play. Like, every time I go to a new area, I pop the PvP item and just, like, whack a guy. And it kind of sucked. Because the, because the way they do it in the older games, it was always 1v1s generally. For a lot of the time, this one it's always a two v one. Unless they use you, the tongue, right? Unless they use the tongue, which is really rare. Right. And it's just a different way to do it, and I I get it, and it depends on. I mean, right? I mean, it's, and I understand, right? Because it's always for me as the invader, I understand that the host is going to do everything they can to beat me because that's how the multiplayer is supposed to work. So if I'm getting two v one when I'm invading somebody, it's it's cool, but it just ends up being like me. Yeah, you, but you I aren't also, a fan. Uh, I, I mean, it depends, right? It protects people who don't want to be invaded, you know, uh, who still want to play multiplayer. Yeah, I think it was an interesting implementation of it for sure. And it's like, interesting that they do it, though. Right. It's like, I don't know why they just don't choose it as an opt in system, because people would opt in to, like if I would choose to be invaded. Probably. I mean, that's what the tongue is for. It is opt in. Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess so. Also the, the duels, like the dueling, the dueling. Right. Finger. There's the like, duels and the tongue. You have to put the sign down. Right. Yeah, so it just ends up wrong, being though. like a. For dueling, it ends up being like, let me go on the subreddit and see where the dual spot is, right? It's like right. that kind of thing. It makes sure I'm the right level where it's like, in Dark Souls 3, you know, whenever you use, you use an, I wish it was like, because you know when you use a rune, it increases your stats? And uh -huh. like Dark Souls 3, it's you use an ember, which increases your HP, you can be invaded now, right? That's what the right. mechanic was. Right, so they it was dismissed like a, it entirely from any mechanics aside from the specific item that activates it. Right, right. Which it was like yeah. the the pro is like, oh, I can get some more HP. The con is, oh, some guy's gonna come here and maybe right. you know wreck my shit. That would have been right. interesting, actually. That would have been interesting. So, yeah, but, but, I, but I, I understand like, it. I mean, yeah, I feel like from like the perspective of like if I'm playing and if I'm a new player, right, and I don't really understand how invasions work, and all of a sudden I get invaded, that like shuts down the game. For me. Well, but you can't get invaded until you beat that guy anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, which guy? The guy at the bottom of the balcony in uh in round table hold. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't realize that. 
Yeah, so it's it's blocked oh, off from a lot sense. of content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes more sense because that's also an optional fight. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah, that's how it was in like the previous games is like when you get invaded, when you're exploring, you're like, I'm just going to quit out the game, you know? Right. Or like hide in the corner and hope they get bored, right? So this does help prevent stuff like that, right? Yeah, or you just play offline, I guess, technically, right. if you don't want yeah. to. But I think that's not really a good game design. <laughs> no, agreed. I, yeah, I think it was interesting. I mean, it made for a lot of interesting streams to watch, right? Because you knew the, mm. the person who was invading was going to be at a disadvantage. So if they won, it was even more like cool to see them win. And two, the online thing, I mean, just to talk about real quick, is the messaging system is like one of the cornerstones of the series, oh, yeah. right? The tri-finger butthole and the goofy. Like, cause, so I talked to my brother a lot, and since he was using mods, he didn't get any of the messages and he missed so many things. I was like, yeah, he was no. like, how'd you I find actually, that? I was like, oh, there was a message in front of the thing that said, try whacking yeah, it. The and, messages you know, were huge for that. It finally worked, yeah. right? And, and, you know, even though 80% of them are trolly, it's they're in a funny way because they're clever. Right. And then a lot of them help you a lot. Like mm, find yeah. shortcuts and like teleporters. And no, the messages <laughs> are like one of my favorite. At that's like what made the game feel like it was mm. still multiplayer for me, even though I wasn't playing multiplayer. Right. right. And that's I think that's too is a big part about like when you wonder like how would I find how do people find this stuff without a wiki? It's because of the messages. Right. For like besides like the mm. completely yeah. obscure stuff, but like it's because of the messages. Right. Yeah. I also like how like I like that. Not it's like. People is telling you like, oh, this, 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 this secret wall when there's not a secret wall because it's almost like, like don't trust everything you read on the internet. You know, like if you're if you're not stupid, right? <laughs> right. You realize that not everything that people write on the internet is true. So you need to go in there with that kind of mindset. It's like, okay, most of these are probably fake. Right. It's like try the ones that it's are like the ones that are <laughs> always going to be. Like honest are the ones that tell you when there's danger nearby because <laughs> yes, though right. and those are the most important ones. So it's like right. ambush, uh, left wary of left, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like those are the ones that matter. Like the hidden passage, like whatever. Like <laughs> if if there's a hidden passage, like you'll see there's like fifty hidden passage messages in the area. Like okay, maybe one of them is real and maybe none of them are real. Like whatever. There are some times where, like, okay, like, whatever. But, like, the, like, if, if I read a message and it saves me from getting, like, you know, stabbed in the back by some enemy that's just gonna happen, just, like, come along and just, you know, ambush me and take out half my health and now I have to use an extra flask when I didn't have to, especially early in the game, like, that's, that's great. I like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it feels good. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good point, Sean. Messaging the message system is one of the it's really well coolest done. parts yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and unlike I mean, a lot of other aspects, it works like great. Oh wait, like it is just it's, and they're so quick, right? It's like you yeah. you read it and it's like they're always only you know like five words most of the time, right? right? So it's like yeah. I mean, they've you had a lot of time to refine it, right? Like it's there's a reason why some of these systems that have been in the game since the beginning worked so well. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. The only problem. And this is like, I wish that they made it so that you can't write messages on top of Sites of Grace. Oh, because you mean like, yeah, and on like elevator buttons and all of that shit yeah, where it like stops you from that. interacting? No, because, yeah. because, well, even like the elevator buttons and stuff, that it's like a, it's like a range thing, right? But you put it on a Site of Grace, that can actually stop you from being able to click on the Site of Grace. Well, no, because like anytime you're in a situation where there's multiple options, it gives you a scroll. You can hit no, right. No, 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 I'm not talking about that. I know about that. I've had times where it would be on the site of grace 
and you literally would not be able to access the site of grace at all. And it, like yeah, it was a new site of grace bugged. for me. Yeah. Like it was bugged. Yeah. Hmm. So like, sounds like you need to get good. They just need to put null zones in, and they would be fine. Yeah, yeah. But but it is kind okay. of funny that you could just like have my them brother anywhere. Is, uh, my brother is messaging me, telling me that you just need to run back and forth over it, and eventually it works. <laughs> See, there you go. Get no good. problem. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm pivoting us kind of hard here. Okay, we are. You guys okay. are getting all nitty gritty on fucking messages and stuff, and I want to know. What do you guys think about the story? What do you guys think about the world building of Elden Ring? I'll tell you. I I I, I really want to hear Sean's opinion, considering he's a longtime super fan. It's the same as everyone. I just don't interact with the story. Okay. Really? So yeah, I no, I, I mean, really liked the story. Every time, okay, so every time I play a new game, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna read all the item descriptions and I'm gonna pay attention to what the dudes are saying. And I always do it for a little bit, and then eventually I'm like, fucking forget it, right? So, like, obviously, the environmental storytelling, I really love, like, I definitely am, like, thinking of, like, why is this here? And I, like, understand the base level, but um, anything deeper than the ocean, right? Anything more shallower than the ocean or whatever is, like, I just can't. It's just so difficult to wrap my head around it, right? Like, the Ronnie quest line, I really enjoy, but it's, like, what is happening? Like, I couldn't explain to you, like, what... I don't even know who I, the only reason I know anything about it is because I watched that Vati video. So it was, so I'm like biased now. Right. Cause now, you know, cause I actually kind of know, but like before it's like, I don't even know who her dad is. I don't know. The names are really confusing. That's, I think that's the worst part about the story is the names. It's you got Melina, you got yeah, Melania, you got Mirica, you got Morgan, you got Margaret. It's like, who confusing. the fuck is who? Like, who right. are, what is yeah. happening? Right. Right. It's just so. So I, I, you're you're right. Like it's so I, beautiful. I, I, like, I agree. With oh my you. god, George R. R. Martin's done it again. <laughs> I, I was in the same boat as you with it. I, when I said I really like the story, I really like the base level story that I experienced and right, like, the, the environments and good. the concept and like yeah, the, the concept of the cool. tree and the order and like right. I, that stuff makes and like the factions are all distinct. Right, I can understand that there's war and like that makes sense to me. But if 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 I'm the second like, you go beyond what's the story that. about the guy in Stormvale Castle who's stomping on the boss's head? Right, right. Or like, yeah, what, once right. you get into the deep specifics, it becomes right. nearly impossible. Like what happened to Alexander, right? I want to know what happened to him, but I couldn't finish his quest line without looking at the wiki because I didn't find him in some obscure or location. Or any quest line without looking and at the wiki. I wanted to look, but it's like eventually mm-hmm. it's like I'm not going to run around the whole world trying to find this guy, right? So it's right. just like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think people in chat saying they got most of their like story from outside sources. Is that usually true for you guys? That's how it always is. I mean, I'll usually do that afterwards because, especially the game. Did you not look up any side quests during the game? Me? Yeah, I I looked up. The only one I looked up was Ronnie's. Okay. Did you finish any others? Uh. I'm just curious because I did. I don't. I looked up Ronnie's and the Volcano Manor one, and I finished those, and then I didn't finish any others because I didn't look them up. Oh no! I also looked up Gold Masks. That's right. And finished. Yeah, I, did right. I didn't find Gold Mask at all. <laughs> yeah. See, I think that's a uh, and that I think is a well, huge is, problem. I found Gold Mask, and I had no idea you know, what to do with him because he doesn't talk to you. So I was like, "Who is this man? And how do I interact with him?" Right. And the game doesn't tell you that. You have to look it up separately. Yeah. 
It this actually, is the U, that's not entirely the UX, true, right? but this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. But yeah, yeah. I think <sighs> it's a huge design flaw to that. Like literally everyone has to look it up and you could argue that like, it's cool that there's like this community effort behind figuring this stuff out. But like, I, I'm not, I, I don't buy that shit. Like there are ways to do the things you, they wanted to do with side quests and stuff without, with, with, still having it feel obscure and like discovery and all of this but yeah. without having it be like the there's, only way to do it is look it up in my in opinion the there's that... two ways to fix it that are super easy is one have the npcs talk to you more like a little longer because usually they only talk to you in like a couple blurbs and, then and the then second one die. is the engine limitation where you have to rest for the world state to change if they had an engine that made it so after you're done talking to an npc and exhausting their dialogue they like walk away and disappear instead of having to rest Right. The too. fact that they're like, oh, I'm going to leave Stormvale Castle. And you're like, oh, then and then they're like, they don't leave. And then you. It, yeah, it is very strange. And mm -hmm. I also think one more addition would be some sort of like UI. Like like after the game came out, they added a patch that at least had the NPC right, locations yeah. on the map. That was a that huge helped. improvement. A yeah. Uh, a friend I had made a good point, too, of if there was like a journal where you could like go back and reread like previous dialogue. Right. Not even like a quest log where it tells you exactly what to do. But just, no, like, yeah, just be like, here's the guy. He said this, you know, 20 hours ago when you talked to him right. there, right, that you totally forgot about. And he's not there anymore. So you can't you won't ever know that again. Right. Because otherwise, the only recap. thing you have is the is the item quest item description. That's all you have for the quest once you talk to the NPC. And that's usually nothing. That shit usually tells they you give nothing. You one, though. If it even has an item, that's true. Yeah, sometimes they don't even have one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Although so I would we... often... Oh, sorry. Well, go yeah, ahead, Josh. Go ahead. I would often find myself completing parts of quests without actually, like, getting right. the quest yet. Right. Like, for Gold Mask, I did the whole thing with, like, uh, what's it called? Like, the Radagon statue. And uh, I don't know any of this, so I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't. I did the whole thing did that, before yeah. I looked up Gold Mask side quest, just because, just from like talking to Pope Turtle, and then like the there's like a <laughs> thing on the there's a message on the floor that's like regression something something. I was like, oh, let me use a I lot think, of regression here. I think that's such a good point because I think for anybody who hasn't played the game is probably thinking like, what the fuck is Josh talking about? Right. And I, and I think that's like what the quest design is like, right? It is. It's like talks to Pope Turtle with a statue and you, they have to use an obscure spell on. It's just like nuts. It's like, I don't think it's, it's not that obscure because the game gives it to you when you beat. I don't, it tells uh, you regression, but what if you don't have this? Oh, does the game give you that the spell? Game, it's, it, you get it from when you beat uh, the ghost of. Uh... Right. But is that anywhere yeah. near this guy? No. Yeah, it is. It's, oh. it's in the same area. Okay, yeah, okay, it's in the same area. You, yeah, but then you have to be able to use it, right? You need the stats but for it. But then you say yeah, you, you need the stats for it. Right. You do need the stats for it, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's I it it's so bad. I, I'm sorry. Like, I'm just going to straight up say it. The side quest design is horrible. Oh, no, no. I, I, think I agree. Maybe the, the worst design, design thing in the very entire obtuse. game. And they do very have obtuse. a habit of leaving yeah. a lot of the story open-ended, yeah. right? But I do love the lore aside from the, like, yeah. the way that the side quests are set up i think that's fair i think i think it sounds like we're all fans of the lore of the game rather than the actual like story i just wish i could interact with the lore in a more accessible way while i'm playing like there it right. should have been easier to experience and it's stupid that you have to even to like figure out I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself into ux but even to figure out that an item raises your int you have to literally scroll over in its fucking description like 
if I, if I want to figure yeah, out if I have to yeah. do that to figure out if an item raises my int, well, you think I'm gonna figure out all the other shit that like is that, in the story? That well, before, I don't hold mind on. before we totally open right. the can of UI UX problems uh-huh. on there. Let's just talk about one more thing and then you guys can just have at it. Because I okay. think you're almost about to all open up the can of whoop ass on the UX. Okay. The open world. Okay, was it a good thing? Did you like how it was implemented? What were some highlights about it? Pros and cons, guys. Give me your give me your opinion. I loved the open world. Yeah. The only 100%. reason I finished this game was because it was open world. And the fact in that what, I could what way, what? the fact that when I was in a fight, if I decided, "Hey, I don't want to do this anymore," or "Hey, I'm not interested in this thing that I'm doing right now." In Dark Souls 3 when I played it, if I decided that, <laughs> I'm fucked, right? I'm like, "Okay, I guess I'm just not finishing the game." Um, but in this game, it's like, oh, great. There's like a thousand things I can do instead. And and there's only there's honestly very few mandatory things in Elden Ring. And so, like, that's what made it so nice. Right. I loved I loved the way the open world worked for me personally. It made the game like that was what makes the game so good to me. The, the discovery of like finding random caves, knowing that no matter where I go, there'll be interesting things to find like happening upon at the beginning of the game. I like went randomly into Kalid like pretty early and like happened upon a random cave that had this awesome staff in it. And I ended up using that for like 20 hours and it was super fun. Like the fact that that was possible made the game for me. It was so cool. Yeah. Anybody no. else? Who's the next one? I have a few rap. I'll say it at the end though. Um, Josh. Yeah. No. I. I agree. I am a huge fan of the. I almost don't want to say open world per se because it's not inherently an open world thing, but the ability to go the wrong way, I like. Uh, I am the kind of gamer where if I know which direction is the right way to go, I will go everywhere except that because, <laughs> because I want to find all like the stuff that, you know, isn't on the main path. Right. So like, I like getting lost, you know, I like not knowing if I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. That's great. If I know which way I'm supposed to go, I'm not going there. I'm going somewhere else first. I so take, I really this is like, why Josh makes so many maze levels in Agora. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the only person. I, I always get. I am constantly getting roasted for my. Wait, wait, wait! Josh's brother's in chat and says Josh just always goes the wrong way, and he pretends he likes it. <laughs> no, I do like it. I do like it. I just have, you know, I have that, you know, that that gamer's <laughs> intuition that always drives me to go the wrong direction. What can I say? Right. I think, I think though what David's alluding to here in chat is like, do you just suck and you're justifying it <laughs> retroactively? I, I don't, I don't suck because it is intentional. Okay. I, I oh, am okay. built from like, and no, it's not I, like open world thing. But it, like, I know what you're talking about, Josh. Cause when I play games like that, I'm always like, wait, I want to make sure I'm going the wrong way first. Right. At least you want to look for the to the non-real thing and then do the especially when you're thing. in like a dungeon right where you know you don't want to come back so i'm like i want to find all the secrets on the way to the exactly. boss so i don't have to come back yes That's i did that I'm too, like too. Mm-hmm, yeah yeah. Now my brother keeps roasting me in the chat. Okay. Yeah. People <laughs> listening online when can't, can't Knight, read the I, chat. I completely good. bypassed the entire storyline for like 70% of the game and he was fuming the whole time. Hey, <laughs> this good. is why you got to watch Quality Time live on Twitch, okay? You may, you miss out on things like this. Sean, your so thoughts I thought on the, the open world. world detracted significantly from my experience because Oh yeah, fuck. So 
when I think back on it, the thing I really enjoy about their, and, and I think a big part of it is because I'm such a fan of the previous games, right? So I have a lot of bias from that. But for me, what I love about the previous games is it's like such a curated experience. One of the things I love most about the games is that there's no difficulty settings, right? It's like when you play a FromSoft game, you're playing the game as they built it, right? There's no scaling. It's everything's one-to-one. And I think that flows much easier when you have the, I wouldn't call it linear because I would call them more interconnected worlds of the previous games. Like my favorite parts of Elden Ring are the parts where you're not in the open world and you're in Stormvale Castle or the Castle Morn or the Academy. Which they which they call legacy dungeons for the a reason, legacy, right? The legacy, like Farum Azula, which is a completely separate zone right. in the map that or you tell, get tree, teleported right? to or Hell's Tree, places, which is right? all stuff. Those... And even the river, which is I would consider is similar to the previous games, even though it's like the biggest version yeah. of the legacies, right? Were all my favorite parts of the games. The open world to me felt like, all right, I'm going in this dungeon just to see if there's a thing there, and then so I can move on to the next part. Not that they were bad or I hated it or anything. I guess it was me wishing um, it wasn't that way. Because like for me, if I get stuck on a boss, I'm going in right i fought radon for six hours he was the one that took me the longest and i grinded him for six hours and beat him the next day right and i was like all right on on to the next one because i'm just that's the way i play the games right well that's the way like everyone plays the previous games which i think is like because you're you're a bit forced to i mean exactly the games do have paths that you can take optional paths you can take but they're like way more obscure and way more limited right no but i think that's the nearly the same that's an interesting point like i think that's why elden ring is so accessible is because for people who don't have that mentality it works really well but i do think because of that it does detract from people who do want to have that mentality it right right so I, I honestly think it, it's much more the open world concept was much more for the new people than yeah, for the from soft veterans makes sense yeah and it's like to me like i the way i stumbled upon the areas as i went to one of the super end game areas really quickly it was moog i fought him like super early where he gave me like 20 levels from beating him and i got like my weapon super upgraded and i felt like over leveled like i stopped leveling at the end of the game because i was deleting everything and i think the open world was part of that yeah you definitely sean definitely had like a an unlucky oh, open world experience I stopped leveling at 135, which is like earlier than a lot. I think a lot well, of. Well, but Sean was 135 for a while. I was there for. A, I stopped level. Uh, I was level 135, like at the giant. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, I, I watched Sean fight like, some I'm bosses. I'm gonna do every yep. single dungeon in every area before I move on because I was like, I'm mm-hmm. this game's huge. I'm probably not gonna play it again for a while. So I did everything, and I was like, really over leveled. Yeah, no, I think I was 135, like, at the end of the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, so and I think, I honestly do think, like, you got unlucky, and that's another unfortunate part of the design, is that they made it so open that it was possible for that to happen. Like, for, Yeah, I mean, it's the quest line, like, like, normally to get to the area I went to, you have to get to that snow field, which is, like, one of the last areas of the game and teleport. Right. But there's an NPC quest that gives you an item that you use that just plops your ass in there. Right. And that's how I got there. I got there like after Renala or something. Right. So, yeah, so and I did uh, Kalid before I did the, um, the capital plateau. Yeah. I did Kalid first, which, so I was just like kind of, yeah. yeah. 
Same. Wait, are you supposed to do the plateau before you, you're not supposed to do the plateau? And, and no, in terms forward. of in terms of upgrade materials, because I was looking on the map, the plateau would technically be before Kalid. Yeah, it goes plateau, then Kalid, then Volcano Manor, right? right. Then then, and then mountaintop. The capital and then the mountaintop. If yep. you go by like what materials drop in the zones, yeah, I guess. That's interesting. Although a Kalid is way more accessible because it's, you know, right there. It's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah, I think I is think, cool that they had that, like yeah. this high level area that you can go to. I think to they right intend away. you go in there and you see like, holy shit, there's like these giant creepy ass birds. I'm right. going to leave. Right. And then yeah, they like fuck you up in one hit. Yeah. Right. Kalid is, is like designed as even from like a visual perspective to be like, to make you feel like you're not supposed to be there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very. That is true, though, no that, that, yeah, one half of the Dectus medallion is in Kalid, but you can get past yeah. the elevator without the medallion. You can go up the secret path. Which is what yeah. I did. It wasn't that secret, I, right? I it tells you about it. No, I, I went through medallion. that secret path because it's just up the river. Yeah. At the end of the river, that's how I made it. I didn't find you the know, second medallion. It's weird ever. because I went up the river and I didn't find it. And I just turned around and went back. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, and you can get teleported to Volcano Manor, and you right. can get teleported. Yeah, there and to the end of Kalid, and the game kind of can throw you around. Which, yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. The the fact yeah. the teleport trap that brings you to the capital at near the beginning of the game. I don't know if you guys felt when the one in the south at the top of the tower. There's Does one that you teleports you to the top of the bridge where the stone giant is. Yeah, but yeah, you can't get about. down. You're just yep. you can only like go to him, get the item next to him, and teleport away. And you can see like the dragon statue in the yep. capital. That teleport trap was like one of my favorite things in the game. Like seeing it the just capital area so long before you get there, there and one... it expands your map too. What like yeah. it puts that on the map, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Did there's you know so there's one more. for there's one of those for Farum Azula. I, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah, in the, the Belfry, right? The, yeah, the Belfry that teleports you to a section where you can't go yep, anywhere, but, but you, you can, can see it. the whole thing, and you're like, what the yeah. fuck yeah. is that? There's, right? there's and then you don't come to it for like another 50 hours, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the some of that stuff was really, really cool. Mm. Yeah, you know, I hey, the fact that you could, when I was watching streamers initially, part of the reason why I decided to spend money on it um, was because of the at the, the aspect of being able to go and level up and come back to something or whatever that the open world afforded you, yeah. um, the to just to to emphasize this point about the open world helping it make thing helping it be more accessible. I mean, I hey, I think there might be a correlation to the fact that that the making it more accessible, widening it up to a bigger audience or whatever, could have contributed to the fact that it fucking sold twelve million. Copies sure. 100% in the first sure. 30 days. Yeah. yeah. And then you compare that to Dark Souls 3, which hit 10 million in 2020, meaning it took whatever, mm -hmm. however many years, right, to right. get to. I mean, just Grant, Elden Ring was also like the most hyped up game of all time. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was definitely hyped up like the entire, at least the year before. Well, wait, like the, if you're in, if you're in Sean's world, which I happen to be, it was hyped up for like five years before. Like, yeah, I was in. So I was in for all the leaks, and I, I participated in like all the leaks. And I saw the like, I the footage they. I saw cell phone footage of the trailer, like the launch trailer, with the giants, of like right? super low res, and like you could tell it was like not finished and everything. And I was, everyone was like, "This game's gonna be shit. It looks so bad, <laughs> right?" And people were like, "It's not finished yet." And obviously, it ended up being amazing. And it, the trailer was just they hadn't done polish or whatever, right? Yeah. Clearly was awesome but hey, what did i tell you sean i told you it was gonna be 95 i know? will say the open world i think will make any sub subsequent playthroughs way better because a big thing about 
like new playthroughs for me is like I want to do a build where I'm carrying this specific weapon, but some in, in the previous games like I I have to play 50% of the game before I can use an Elden Ring. I can go get that weapon in 30 minutes and then play the whole game with the weapon, which it I does require a lot of like self-discipline to decide and like work to figure out how you're going to do the run without just like, you know, upgrading the weapon to max and upgrade your character to max right away, which I think is a right. little annoying. There's no way to like do like a catered run, like you said. Without I do, putting I do in prep, think it is but, cool. if but you're if willing to put the prep in, I think it's really that. So yeah. if I when I play Elden Ring again, eventually in a couple, whenever before the DLC comes out or something, I'm sure it'll be a fun time because then you can choose what you want. I can also be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna fight this guy, right? Right. I think that one other fun. point I want to make about the open world, at least in my observation, see if you guys agree, is that the way they l- implemented the open world, there's less hand holding of like UI markers and shit like that, and instead they use like environmental cues to t- to kind of indicate to you, go this way, check this out, and then there's it makes some of the like self discovery of like, Oh, there's a fucking cave here or, Oh shit, there's a secret, whatever, like even more satisfying, at least to me, than when you like all this information is provided like for you. So I don't Um, necessarily think so. I actually think that this is, well, we should wait on this. This is a UX question. Well, I I actually intentionally brought up this point because it segues into UI UX how do we feel about it? Which things? No, so actually, so, like yeah. every cave that's in the almost every cave that's in the world is on the map, visually indicated. You can see. Okay. Stuff. You can see it. Um, so that is the only reason that this is okay in my mind. Like, I it is so because these areas are enormous, and to like, if you want to find stuff, it's nice that you can go to the map and find it. In my opinion. And like I, I, I wouldn't have minded if there was an indicator. Like if there was like just a little thing that showed you that there was like something in the area, I would never yeah. mind that. Well, they did those. They did those little statues for like only the catacombs. You know that like their eyes point the right. way to it. I, I don't think, know why they didn't expand on that. Uh, yeah, that mechanic Part was that great. Is- I thought those that was are fun. the hardest ones to find without it. I think. Right. right. Yeah. They basically they just said are. these That's are the true. really hard ones to find, and the rest you're just on your own. Whole little hole in door yeah. in the wall, right? Oh, for all those ones. Can we talk about how before you get the map and can see this shit, you have to figure out that the fucking lighthouse on the map is where the map is, and I have no idea why they didn't tell you that. Like this is like the beginning of my UX, my UX UI complaint yeah. rant is there's so many things in the game that were simple things that they could have told you about that would have improved the experience so significantly for some people or even like like what you just said about the whole thing with the map if the if the map like whatever you call it lighthouse or totem or right whatever if that was like near like the beginning of the game and you saw that immediately that would be a lot better just because yeah, it's like the first one is right outside yeah, of the yeah, entrance exactly, yeah, the first exactly. One right the but end, they also you have to clue you in that it's up. an icon on the map which they which that would not accomplish and that's the big that's problem true. right and i i know i know people who i talked to who were like in the fucking capital who i told that to and they were like what do you mean right like right right they were like, you can see where the maps are at the beginning, which is great. I'm so happy you can see where the maps are. Why don't they just fucking tell you? Like, that's not a thing guess, that you need to keep obscure. Yeah, definitely. No, I agree. I'm it's, trying to think how weird. they would tell you, though. By a guy just saying, hey, I put this. Like, they could have had the first guy you see be like, oh, by the way, here's this map. And if you look for the, you should go seek out these those icons. You know, just something like that, right? Right. 
There's a yeah, way I they can do it in their Elden Ringy way never, and still have it be good. Even the map, the map is just something you have. Right. Like, yeah. and, and I think that's a, yes. a a big part of this, right? Is there's a lot of things they could improve. And st- yeah, there, Sean's got the lighthouse right there <laughs> over his over his uh, stage right or stage left shoulder. Um, yeah, like it's it's just like a random <laughs> shitty icon. Like I once you know what it is, it's obvious. But before that, it just looks like it's on the map and you don't know what it is. Yeah, or even if it just had like a more obvious design, like a globe or something. Maybe, yeah, that could right. help. Yeah, right. maybe, yeah, if it wasn't a little, like just like a little. Oh no, but I think a lot of people mentally is. just when it's they like see a, a blank map, they just assume it's blank, right? So I don't know. Yeah, but it's the same thing because I think these also have the uh, like the telescopes on them. Right. The telescopes are really obvious. Right. The telescopes, telescopes are like, like of oh, course I'm like going to go see what that is. Right. Which ended yeah. up being like one of the most useless. Not. I mean, yeah, it's useless. It was cool, but it didn't really. It was right. cool, the perspective was really I hard to follow. Like once. Yeah. yeah. I used it once. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, yeah, I think. And this this UI element gets into this other thing, which I was talking about before, which is like on items. Why is there not just an like there are icons that show you what your changes are under your health bar, but the game doesn't explain that shit to you at all. Like what those icons are, which ones are which. And like, why, when I have a oh. helmet, does it not just tell me that it gives me in on the first screen yeah, that I can see? Not... Why is there not like a little description section that's like, here's the effects this thing has? Like, why? Why is there not an icon glossary? Right. Because it's like, so what I remember some Reddit post or something where people are like, hey, what's what's this? Red, red square with red an square up. under my health yeah, bar. They're like, square. well, it comes from a gear, so obviously it's a piece of gear. It's like, fuck that. It's like, why can't I just go into the help menu and it'd be like, here's all the icons and what right, right. Why do I have to go to the wiki where it has that? It's yeah. that shit. The thing for me uh, about the UX in this game is there's a million little things that are annoying. Where if you just had one of them in a game, it'd be like, okay, you know, whatever, no big deal. But there's so many of them that it's just like huge well and right. in most All games together, just, in most cases even so if there's bad ux it like tells you you're it's like obvious in this there's shit you would never even realize was bad ux because you wouldn't even know it was in the game right it's like when you get the cookbooks that enable new crafting stuff how long did it take me to be like oh i have to read the item description of it to see what what thing a it crafting item it added right why is and there no like, like exclamation the crafting it. menu and see like what the new thing was every right time. well uh, yeah well and then towards the end of the game though you're like well it added two new things out of right, the two new things I in have, my 50, right? so you're like yeah. shit i don't know which one's which right yeah. it's like why does it say when you pick it up it's like book enables what? poison flask and fire flask right like, why when does you it not just say that when you're strange yeah i mean i didn't know that the i didn't know that the things the the, nope, the cookbook said that, but I also never really had a problem with it because I would just, I, I was constantly looking at my, uh, my crafting. Uh, well, and this is the thing, right? Uh, For people interacting a lot with specific systems, they will never have this problem, but that's not yeah. who UX is for right Mm -hmm. ux isn't for the people who are figuring this shit out guaranteed because they're going to interact with it a ton it's for the people who want to use it once and it should be a streamlined experience it's not at all you know what i mean i just want yeah but 
if you're the guys who made Souls, you have an expectations of a Souls-like experience, and all of a sudden you make this hand-holdy thing. It's not hand-holdy to tell you that a fucking item raises your intelligence. That's insane to say. I think, like, uh, we have Mater Life here in chat. He's saying, I didn't mind the struggle of figuring things out, made the game feel less like a game and more like an adventure. That's, like, the point that I saw. But you can still figure things out without it being, uh, like, bad. Like, obscure for bad reasons. I think think that there's plenty to figure out, even if the game has obvious UI elements. I mean, there's a difference, because it's like, it's like, one, either the item can tell me it increases a stat, or it's like the other option is what? I equip every single item every time I pick something up and squint at my stat bar to see if it does it or not, right? It's like, it would be like, I mean, the game has a lot of numbers. There's a bunch of numbers in the game, right? And, and like, that's what the builds are about. And I think it needs to enable, enable that. The whole right. core think- concept of the game is building your stats to go for a thing. And I think that should be enabled. It should be so like the thing, the example the we brought up. You want for the sure. thing. Well, so you just mentioned this thing. I pick up an armor and there's not a little thing that says like what I just got out of it. Right. That forces you to go into a menu and look. No, yeah? it doesn't force you to do anything because that information is nowhere in the game. It's not in the menu. No, either. nowhere in the game. But like in the it armor I picked up, it was in the menu. You didn't have armor that had the actual stuff we're talking about. You've never yeah, gotten an item that had enough. Okay, so you're saying there's literally metrics completely hidden. They're not completely from, hidden, but you have to read the paragraph-long oh. item description to figure it out that you think is just story information. I see. I see. Mm. Okay, yeah. I not can see even that always. But like the easiest way is you put the thing on, and then you notice that. Right, but that's what Sean's saying. You would have to put every item in your inventory. So the the correct thing. So it does tell you that it increases stats. It doesn't tell you what how much it increases them by. Right. Mm. Yeah. Even in the spot where it tells you it in the obscure story description, it never tells you how much. Even though the whole game is about specific numbers, it's like crazy. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's so bad. And now we can talk about another horrible UI element, which is the fucking pouch and item equipment thing. Like the pouch is a great idea. I cannot tell you. I legitimately do not remember how I put items in my pouch. I put them in there. Like when I first started playing, Sean showed me. And then I do not. I you're yeah, talking I about the um, where you hold Y the and then quick press access the pad or whatever, which was great. Yeah. I love oh, that. Yeah, that just was in the, it's just in the inventory screen, but it's it's so it's above the emotes, yeah, right? It's you have to, like, yeah, right next to yeah. emotes, which I also didn't know no, how to that's use not, at first. Right, that's not you even the hold inventory Y screen. and then do yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that's a separate screen. That's in the menu, not in the inventory screen. You can't access the pouch in the inventory screen, even though it's literally an element of your inventory, like. Yeah, these no, are just like decisions like... that blow my mind. I can't believe they made these decisions. Yeah, the pouch was. I mean, I like the pouch. No, me but too. But the way that you put stuff in it was just like right. It's just, that's I didn't know thing. how to do it for so long. It's just like I so many good ideas. Is like when you think about sitting down at a grace to level up your character. How many numbers are on that screen? Right. It's all your stats. It's your right weapon damage. One, two, three, left, one, two, three, all the robustness. There's like fucking 70 numbers on that screen, right? It throws numbers in your face. Right. And you don't know what half of them do. Well, and you don't even have a sense. <laughs> yeah. The big thing for me was like, not but, only do you have all these numbers, but you don't have a sense of what the scale of those numbers are. Like if an item goes up by 12 resistance, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Right? There's yeah, there the percentages are obscure for the damage reduction. They're not very well. Yeah. They're there, but you have to like 
It's like three menus away, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there, but it's not, it's not like when I think of, you know, like path of exile or Diablo, which are also games about numbers. When I equip, put a glove, hover a glove. And I'm saying like, I'm gonna use this instead of this. It's like damage plus 5%. Right. Right. Like here's how this compares to your current build. Yeah. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Right. So I definitely want to use this or like damage minus 2%, but more mana regen. It's like, okay, so now I can make an informed choice of like what I want to do. That requires you to do like complex math. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. part of it is that that's part of, that's part of the point I think is because they don't want you to focus on the stats a whole lot. But but you have to like the you can't say you, don't you can't actually you can't, have to you can't say they don't want you to focus on stats when they put all of those numbers on that menu. If they didn't want you to focus on stats like that, they would have implemented it in a completely different way. Then you so, don't need any of that. I agree with that, but I also think that they don't really want you to pay too much attention. Then to they stats, should change it. That's then that's up. terrible U.S. I, I agree. Yeah. That's yeah. So for saying. me, like, I had to. Make, people make all these Dark Souls like excuses. Like they give FromSoft so much leeway. So like, oh yeah, that's how they meant it to be. But it's like, no. I can see I, what no, you intend. I, I agree what, with right? you. Like, I think it is what they intended intended to do. I think it still could have been done better. Well, I think their intention is obvious, but the way they implemented their intention was very bad. Yeah, I think there's a couple problems with it too. Because like, with the, on the one hand, right, I understand what you mean, Josh, mm-hmm. because it's like. But two, on the one hand, if I level up and I'm leveling up strength plus one, it's like, that doesn't feel good, right? Because I don't notice any, except for the early I, game. I agree with you. I agree with you. Leveling up stats doesn't feel like you're getting stronger, really. The only time it feels good Unless is when I finally punch. hit a stat requirement so I can use the weapon. Right. Or a spell. Yeah, that's why I'm like, hitting an I, think, like I got I 40 think strength, like, I can use a big-ass That's ass the only sword. reason that, like, that's right. what most people care about. Like, for, for me, endurance. I didn't care about what the numbers were, except can I wield a weapon or not? Right. For me, I had a, when I was like, I had to respec a few times, so I had to make sure my endurance was the right number so I could carry all my stuff and still not fat roll. Mm-hmm. I yeah. popped a calculator out once or twice for that, right? Right. But you didn't have that information. You, you were using information from the wiki, right? No, I mean, you can add it up, oh, right? you're well, adding no. your carrying load. I I see, the, the other way is, yeah. or just bust waste respec points and respec right. until I get the thing to a right point so I have medium medium equip load while i'm carrying i will say i'm very proud of them for giving you so many larval tiers dude like they they could have been you you get like 25 yeah and i think and they're farmable you get a shitload of them yeah i have that was at least 15 when i beat the game Uh, going into that game if you asked me how many times do you think from software is going to allow you to respect your character i would have said like five max oh my god so i was like planning that because in all the previous game it's like twice but only after you've beaten 75 percent of the game and they're in really obscure locations right right it's like kind of how it's or not at all right right so the fact that you can do it in that was definitely a huge plus is because there's and there's so much shit right it's nice to be able to get a weapon and it's like this looks really cool but i don't have the stats and be like oh i'll just go respec and use it right right too bad the update How, system. So you guys feel like you're, you've got all your big UX bitching out. I'm sure there's like a thousand be. things I forgot yeah, to I'm mention. I'm hoping that a lot of the problems are from the engine, right? Because I know. So the next game, yeah. they're gonna they're done with this engine for sure. This is the last game on this engine. Hopefully, the new engine, Unreal Five. Yeah, maybe they go to Unreal or I don't know because they're like, whatever they do. Hopefully, maybe maybe that's a big problem or maybe Miyazaki. That's the way he likes it. He and, loves that shit. Yeah, and. That's what it's going like to be. I don't know. Swamps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll, I, we'll see. 
Because, well, I think with a game, because Elden Ring got so much more accessibility and so much more exposure that I think a lot of the UX and UI elements people before were just like, this is part of getting good. I think that concept sort of melted away a bit with Elden Ring. So maybe they'll have a different perspective. Right. I hope so. Because it's similar to like when Sekiro came out, that was like that spurred the huge debate of like, do games, all games need an easy mode, you know, right right, type thing. So hopefully Elden Ring brings in like the... Yeah. If you guys want your next your games to keep selling 12 million copies in a weekend, you know, let's let's continue. You don't have down to go 100 percent in on like easy mode, the trend in easy mode and making everything super easy. Mm-hmm. But like, let's you know. I, I, I'm gonna be bit, honest. I played this game on easy mode. Easy mode is called you know uh, Linux here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. You're, you're right. Well, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to No, but I agree with you that they, yeah, they added those options to, yeah, I agree. Right. And I think it's great that they added all that. Like that, I actually think Mimic Tier is normal mode and not using Mimic Tier is hard mode. That's I agree. Uh, That's true. Yeah, I I I agree because there are definitely still times where it was tough even with Mimic Tier. The game felt balanced around using a heals 40%. Literally Mimic Tier on Melania is like, oh, here, you want an extra 40% of your health back? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think that's, I mean, that's, yeah. Yep. I think we could talk forever about little things about the UX because there's a laundry list of them, but they're yeah. all they're all in the same. Yeah. I mean, the, the yeah. UX yeah, you UI know. design is the difference between this game being a 10 for me and being something else. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say that. I talked to UX, I talked to a bunch of UX people at GDC about Elden Ring. I asked them during some happy hours and stuff and what they thought about it. And um, yeah, they, uh, their pers- most of them were just like, hey, look, they do their own thing as souls. Like UX is meant to sort of just try and help the design in some cases. Yeah. Like meaning I mean, they have to think about it, it, what UX is, right? Is user experience, right? So the user experience, I would say, in a souls game, well, the intended is around. Experience. No, yeah, it's yeah, about the yeah. intended it's user experience. Around I think it's supposed to be overwhelming. Else. It is I supposed think, to be. I think Miyazaki, I think Miyazaki like, said. Miyazaki said yeah. that he made these games a specific way to make them difficult because he wants people to have the feeling of overcoming uh, hardship. But there's a difference between difficulty and bad design. And I agree. These with things you. we have I, talked about UI here stuff, are bad design. UI stuff. I agree with you, but I think like the whole the difficulty of the game. But that's game not UX related. Is is not well. It's still UX related. No, game being say. hard isn't UX. I, I just think that's like super rest. subjective. I mean, like, what's what's I I don't know his name. My uh, lead director, design director, could think it's good design to make you I, force you to go out. You I know? think his design. I can see him being like, all right, so the world's overwhelming, it's depressing, and like the previous games. And I think, in a way, the UX, the bad, the bad UX design does add to the. It's overwhelming. Like, I, I don't think so. For me, this world. is a Dark Souls I, I, apologist well, take. No, no, that's <laughs> that's my point. What I mean is, I think that's the way he wanted, intended it, and he didn't. It didn't come out the right way. Right. It, it if he intended that, it didn't work. Like, there's different ways to do it, and then I also agree. Like, there was things like the Horizon Zero Dawn director tweeted, like, "How do they ship a game with this UX?" Right. I don't see how it's so successful, and all the Dark Souls like fans or, are like, like. Your game, game just sucks, you know, and it's like, I mean, he has a point. Like, there's, like there's some guy tweeted about it having a quest log and people like fucking sent him death threats and shit. Yeah, people are, I don't think it should have a quest log. But I mean, yeah, I don't think it should have a quest log either. 
Well, we I just talked about how list, it should have some sort of journal or stuff. Right, which it doesn't. Like, and that's all that guy was saying. Is different. No, no, no. All this person like, was saying was a UX element that helps you complete right. quests, which it doesn't have at all. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, or like, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff they could do. They could, the, even the like the map markers like that they had that you could put in were meh. The marker system. Yeah, like, why not give you. So. They're the extremely bare bones. Why can I like, do custom labels where I can like type right. in a note or something? Right. Yep. That stuff's like for me. Like that I stuff. Think for the people though who do achieve it, it's part of the reason why they feel cool. You I know, disagree. Part of that I, tribal... I, I, no, it, it's bad design. Like I, it's not. It's people no, don't. I, that's people fine that you think it's bad design, no, no, no. but the players people don't online, achieve it. Though. But people don't. The players online think it's cool that no. they figured it out. That's why but they, they didn't send figure it out. They looked it up. No one figures this Maybe, shit out. Yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. point. No one. But the figures fact that you have out. to go online and figure out how to do this whatever thing, and that it's not obvious, blah blah blah. It's a thing that like several reviews I watched were touting. Like ah, yeah. fall, it flies think, in the I face of common to, UX design principles that are just hand holding us all the way. Realize blah, blah, blah. that we live in the age of the internet. And people are always going to look at the internet for stuff. I think a but that, that's what the message system. Game. That's what the message system is there for. It's to give you that opportunity. The point of the message uh, system is to subvert your need to look stuff up. Like this, it's stupid. It does to a certain extent, and it should be all you need. Like, why should you but not people, be able to? I'm saying this: the internet, looking stuff on the internet, is not a problem that is only like that. Only Dark Souls or Souls likes have this is a problem that every game has. I mean, it's the worst for any game. I so I think uh, for me, it's if if I'm playing a game and I feel compelled to look at a wiki to finish something, I think that's bad. I agree. For 100%. me, I disagree. For me, I want to look at disagree. So I'm so fun. Yeah, why is that well, fun? Why would you not want to be able to figure it out from something in the game? Wouldn't that be more satisfying? I think it depends. I agree I with Josh a little bit because there are some times that I like the fact that I can look stuff up because it's still part of the game. But it's not. If it was part of the game, there would be an in-game browser that lets you view the wiki. For these core things, which, I which think games it's bad. have done? Think, which games have done? Games have had browsers with like glossaries or crowdfunded shit or the ability to view form shit in the right. game. If you want people to have to look shit up on a wiki, that's great. That's cool. Design it that way. Give people an option to do it in the game. No, I like looking up things about a game. I don't know, but this is maybe maybe David saying in chat that I just have bad opinions. But I like going out of my way and looking up stuff about the game, well, even outside of the game. Yeah, it feels cool to like find out information that wasn't obvious to everybody else. But it is. I, but I, even I, but that, it's not Wait, even that. That doesn't like even make the sense. Community engagement around stuff. Like if you figure out something through like community, but you figured it out already, something. and then you go to the wiki, right? I'm talking about looking at the wiki to figure it out. Right. No, Agreed. Well, like if I find an item and then I go to the wiki to look at like a stat breakdown or Being something. Being part of like the segment of the community that finds out secrets is cool but you're not part of it you're literally just looking it up on the wiki and someone else already figured it out for you that's not figuring i know but you're participating in the secret club you're not participating in anything you're just reading text that someone else wrote no you are i don't care what you say if it's not in the game and then people you're a part of the little club who's helping figure out things out on the side it is is in the game that's the point i i half agree with anthony my point is not that you're helping figure stuff out, but by interacting with the game outside of the game, you build like 
kind of a community around discourse on the game outside of the game. So are you telling me you've actually talked to people on the wiki or interacted with them in Not any way? Exactly. Like in, in comment sections and stuff. So the thing, the, the experience that's similar to like the experience that you're talking about, Josh, is the experience that I actually really did love, but that experience didn't have the wiki. And that, that was the experience of like me being on a discord with Skylar and saying, right. Hey, I found this, this whole, this door in the wall in Radon's boss arena. And he's like, Oh, I didn't find. And I honestly, I found that on the wiki. <laughs> I saw a Reddit post, but, but it's like stuff like that saying like, Oh, Skylar, I found this spell right. that I think you'll like at the end of this dungeon. And he's like, Oh shit. So he does the dungeon and it's like, Oh, this spells awesome. Right. And those or, kinds and then of Sean, you'll find a, I found this ginormous sword over here. I'm like, Oh shit. That, no. Those so experiences I'm could be implemented. Say- Hold on. Those experiences could be implemented in the game. And that's what the message systems goal is. And they could expand that system to allow well, for things like this systems, and for your yeah. experiences too, Josh, right? There could be essentially comments and shit like that in the game. Like this could all exist in the design of the game and still evoke the same feelings. But I don't spend all of my time in the game. I guess this is part of it. Is like I like to play games even when I'm not playing games to a certain extent, right? So even when I'm not playing, let's say Elden Ring, I might want to look up different builds that pe- different people do when I'm not playing the game and sure. just see but what they are. But looking up builds is different than looking up game specific information. I think builds. It's it's well maybe it's a different thing. But this yeah. is kind of more what I'm talking about. Well, I, yeah, uh, I understand. I know like, what you're talking looking about. Up Josh, different so. ways to play, different ways that people do things. I mean, even looking up secrets sometimes. Like, if I didn't, if I'm not looking up a specific secret, I'm just looking at like a, if I'm watching a streamer and they find a secret, right? Like, it's a different kind. It's not you're not really playing the game, but it is a kind of engagement with the but game. That's watching a streamer discover something is very different than what we're talking about, which is needing to look up information on a wiki. Watching a streamer discover something is very similar to the situation Sean's discussing, which could totally be part of the game. I, I, I think that it's not, well, this is maybe my opinion, but I think that that's not too far a jump because if it's, if it's live or if it's not live, what's the difference? Because, there's a difference. Yeah, but it's there's not, a big like, difference. It's, it, I think there's a difference, but I don't think that it is in in not what's the word. I'm looking something of. up on the wiki Inherently is like looking different. at the solution to a test, whereas l- watching a streamer do it is like taking the test with your friend and figuring out the answer together. No, it's like watching somebody else take the test. It's not. That's doing not it the experience you feel when you're watching a streamer. You feel like you're that's in a community. True. Yeah, that's but what I'm saying. It's that, the community experience that. that is valuable. I agree with that, but I also think that it's not too far of a jump. To me, it's a it's a very big jump, personally. But that's I totally respect that you don't feel that way. But yeah, I just I just think these things are all accomplishable within the in the confines of the game. I, like just to give an example, Tunic, which is I'm currently playing, has all of these obscure secrets, all of these obscure quests, all of these obscure things you have to do very similar to Elden Ring. And all of it is discoverable through the manual that you can slowly discover and try and decipher the pictures and everything that you have to do. It's all in the game and it gives the exact same feeling and you never have to leave the game. I think, I think my only point to say is like, so I, I, I feel you, Josh, I'm the kind of person where when I'm super interested in the game, I'm playing it. If I'm, I'm like at work and I'm like, you know, I'm going to look up this kind of game. And I think it's not, I think it's 
maybe it's souls likes too in general but it's like i'm playing a roguelike right now i don't need to look up all the weapons in the game because they're all on a list in the game and i can look at all of them even if i haven't unlocked them but in elden ring the only list of all the weapons is either in your inventory because you have them or on the wiki right i just think like towards that these are like i i think these are takes where if this stuff was in the game, people would enjoy it more. And because that's not an option, people think they enjoy this kind of thing. But I've I, just because I've played so many games, I've experienced games that have done this in the game. And it's such a more interesting experience. And I look shit up for games all the time, too. But it's not like trying to figure out how to play the game. Right. It's like, oh, this is a cool thing you can do in the game. Or this is some cool, unique, obscure secret. Not like, how do I finish a normal side quest in the f- game I'm playing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm like, to be clear, the having the internet doesn't excuse you just like being ass in some regards of design. I just also think like the Minecraft not having a recipe book for potions and then adding it later, when it didn't have one, when the games don't explicitly tell you how to do something, there's an aspect of, if like I think along the lines of a mastery that you can feel like I somehow was able to obtain the information necessary to do this, whether it is going outside of the game to look up the wiki, whether it is some stupid forum thing, like you feel cool to some people, feel cool from being able to do that. You know what well, I mean? I agree. In and the game, in Minecraft, figuring out how to craft a potion is cool. And like figure when Minecraft first came out, it, it didn't even tell you when Minecraft and, and first came out, it didn't even tell you the crafting recipes. You right, didn't even exactly. know how to make a pickaxe and figuring that exactly. stuff out was really cool. But right. at the same and then time, when it was Minecraft, introduced on the recipe book, people, some people felt like that was not as meaningful anymore because now everybody like had that information easily accessible. Right. But you that is I mean? like, that is a, to be completely honest that is a selfish mindset right and like you can still have that experience yourself while it's still accessible to other people right you have full control over your own experience if you don't want to look up any crafting recipes you don't have to and to say that like other people shouldn't be allowed to look up those crafting recipes in the in-game book or whatever is fucked up right that's just like selfish that's like being like i'm better than other people so i since i'm in the tribe these people shouldn't be able to have the a positive experience i as bad as this sounds i kind of disagree because i think it has to do with target audience a little bit and not all games are designed for the same target audience i'm not saying that's where my head went but i yeah that's a good transition josh into my next topic which is who should play elden ring and who is it for what do you think? <laughs> I, who do you think they made it for? I, I'm not, I, yeah, Josh, I feel like, let us know. Who do I think yeah, they yeah. made it for? Because we were about to talk about target audience. audience. I, think, I think they did make this, at least for a more, in an attempt to make it for a more casual audience. I think they did. Right. So in a game that's for a more casual audience, don't you think these kinds of, dis- like the things we're talking about, if you're directing towards a more accessible audience, shouldn't you be making these design I, decisions I, that I, make the game more I, accessible? I would like to clarify that I do not disagree with basically any of the things you've said uh i my i guess what i was my what was i saying uh your perspective my perspective i guess was that 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 from soft just isn't used to making a game that is appeal that appeals to the casual audience so they did what they usually do and tried to make it for a casual audience. I think it was a good first try. 
Honestly, it is a huge step from Dark Souls 1. I know that's a while ago, but it is a huge leap in improvement. I think that the next game they come out with will probably, uh, if it is mm. continues on the trend of being for a more, you know, broad audience, it will continue to kind of be more in that direction. I don't know. I'm so back and forth because I hate some of the UX too. But I think the second they add a quest log where I talk to an NPC and it tells me to go to a specific place, fuck FromSoft, right? I think, like, there's no way, like, I guess, I mean, the the brand is so well known. I mean, at least for me, I mean, I'll speak for myself. I'm not playing Elden Ring for a story and side quests, right? I'm playing it for boss fights, cool worlds, and, like, varied builds. But you still right? completed every side quest. Or you try, you looked up and completed, did, like, the majority of the side quests, right? Right, but I don't do it for the side quests. I mean, I do Ronnie's quest lines because there's like five there's like five bosses behind I see. it. Okay. Right. But then and why like so like wouldn't it items. be better? So why would you really be mad if like you went and talked to Ronnie in the tower and she was like, You need to go or this is a bad example. Let's say you went and talked to some random Alexander and he was like, I'll be at this place and he let no, said I think the that's name perfect. Of, so and then yeah, no, that's it, the and point then I meant. you had a log it's, that said he said that place. That's a quest yeah, log. Like that. Wait, yeah. wait. So, so the fact. So I think, wait, wait, I think wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I need that. Let me finish this conversation with Sean. So you think that there is a bad difference for you? The difference between like Alexander saying, "Hey, I will be at Redon at the castle." And you having a note in your menu that was a journal that said Alexander said he would be at the castle. There's like a bad no, you're difference right. between. No, those I'm things. thinking when I think of when I the the, pro, the problem I'm having the disconnect is just when someone says quest log, I'm thinking of like, oh god, World it's fucking Warcraft. Warcraft quest log on my screen. Like I hate it, but no, I you're right. So it's yeah. I guess I would call it a minimalist. Like what I'm saying is there would just be like a menu whatever. of all the characters you've mm-hmm. talked to that are that have quests, yeah. and you could just look at what they've said. Yeah, and let's, they would just call it a quest log. They, let's call it a quest journal. Yeah, yeah journal. I, I mean, fine. if they don't yeah. change though, but if they don't change like the cryptic dialogue and stuff, like is that still going to be? Is no, that right. Be that, it requires no, those two things. Difference. Yeah, yeah. It requires right, the cryptic still dialogue. Be, I'm going here because this guy's trying to do a thing. I don't even know what Alexander was doing. You right. know, for his quest log. Festival. Well, he did that, but I don't know what his purpose. He was trying to become a strong warrior or something, but. Without yeah. that, it's I, think, like, I think that was kind of it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't finish his quest line either, though, so what do I know? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's like the thing I'm thinking of is like when people say play Sekiro and they're like, this game's too hard, it needs an easy mode. I'm like, this game's too hard, it's not for you. Stop trying to force yourself to play it, right? I think is my thing. I think if you're like, I want a game with a quest log and a cohesive story, go play The Witcher 3. I think that's kind of my opinion on it. The games, the historically, the games just have... They're all the same. None of them have had any of right. But the second you so, appeal to history, you're like that's a logical fallacy, right? Like just because it's been that way doesn't mean it needs to continue being that way. I don't know. It's like it's like if I play Street Fighter and I'm like, this game has too many combos. They should make a version where the combos are just mashing buttons. But there's like, well, there are not fighting playing games Street that are Fighter. Like I should that. play different I mean, fighting. Yeah. Games. They have there's a million though. third third person action adventure games that have all the stuff people want. I I I half agree. So. I think that, uh, to an extent, uh, a game is developed for a specific audience. If you're outside the audience, it you know it kind of sucks. But yeah, the game wasn't made for you. Right. I feel like if you try to make a game for everybody, then you end up making a game for nobody. On the other hand, 
I agree with that. It is also <laughs> the, sure. that is the company's right. decision if they want to make a game that's for a specific audience or they want to broaden to a more general audience, which I do feel like is what uh you know FromSoft is trying to do here. And in that case, the hardcore audience gets swapped out and is told this game isn't for you now. Go find a hard game again. Go and that's I mean that's fine, right? And that's and totally if, fine. If, if they make if, a game that I don't I like, then that, that's I mean, This is what I'm saying, right? Like it, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword, right? If you are making the art if you agree with the argument that games are made for specific audiences and if you, the if the game is not made for your audience that's too bad then you also have to be okay with when the audience isn't you right, right. no yeah i understand that yeah yeah i mean that makes sense right well I mean, and that's what we were saying outside? right elden ring was very clearly an attempt to make a game that was both for from soft veterans right. and for uh uh at least people on the fringe yeah, of FromSoft games yeah. who were who wanted to start participating, right? And it, I think it succeeded at doing that, but mm -hmm. it, it was a fine line between like that and a lot of things that could have been a lot better, right? And hopefully, like Josh said, and will be better in the future. And like Sean said, hopefully it's the engine that caused a lot of these problems. And it, with an engine improvement and this experience, they can make a game that's much closer to being like, satisfying for all of this right yeah there's no chance after experiencing the financial success of a of the benefits of a slightly more accessible game that they're not going to keep that in mind the next you would one think so. you know? I, guess I wonder yeah. too it's but, like this game yeah. didn't have the good quest system and stuff but it sold a fuck ton so why should the net what does the next game need it for them yeah, i mean, yeah, I, I mean it depends right. on what Again, feedback to your point. To. 2019 you start development with realizing the fucking huge enormous scope of this game quite possibly i could see it being like they're in development and they're like what do we prioritize do we prioritize like reworking potentially some of this engine bullshit that we need to rework in order to support like a better system in game. For right. There's blah, 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 no blah, blah. chance, no chance they're altering the engine for this game. Like, right. Yeah. Or, right. or slash, they might just have in mind our particular audience has an expectation of some bullshittery. So while it's not good, Let's prioritize focusing on whatever the encounters in the boss in the late part, because that's what we have time to focus on instead of like reworking the shit. Like it could just be a matter of circumstance. Like they would have liked to do this stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't I don't like excuses like that. Right. Like they could have right. just released the game a year later. Like their games I do think, plenty yeah. good. I think the big thing is we're going to see what yeah, their next game is going to be. Exactly. And I think that'll be. I think that's all the indication. No, right. right. Yeah, I, mean, I think a lot of like like they be. can't do both. You, you can't know, indefinitely can one play game games for forever one... either. We don't know. They might have yeah. Bandai might have given them some fucking budget, and they couldn't right. delay. But Who like, I, I don't know. I'm not. I, you know me. I'm fully against business deciding any aspect of design. But I, I know it's a reality. I mean, that's the reality. But, yeah. But that's Sakura too, baby. To me, it's like they make fuck tons of money on their games. They're not having these kinds of problems. And they pay mind. their employees thirty hours, three k a week, yeah. and they work eighty hour weeks. Yeah, they don't pay their employees shit. They don't do any of that. Like they're not a good company. They <laughs> They should be, they don't get my actions. they don't get my sympathy <laughs> no, I, i'm just saying that could be why we didn't get to see some of the stuff we didn't get to see so there's a reality behind it but yeah it will be interesting i can't imagine they back off on some of these more accessible uh, ideas yeah i mean i think it's clear to me that they're going to do Ring two. two or three dlcs for elden ring because the game is fucking massive right and right. i personally yeah. think they're going to be like we're going a direction where we're doing some new shit
It would be nice if they went like away. Well, yeah, it's interesting. It's real rumor that they're working on Armored Core, which is their their franchise they did before the Souls games. Right. Oh shit. It would be really interesting. Which is their three third person mech shooter game. Yeah, that shit was the fucking shit. I played that old shit out of. Yeah. That's the rumor that there's. We're going to wrap this up just because we're, uh, you know, only uh, uh, an hour over time. Almost past that by that time. Yeah. But um, what the last thing I want to talk about, we're going to skip everything, but we will say the last thing is our bets on if Anthony will ever beat Margit and if so, when. So uh, I bet I will bet yes. And I will predict yeah. that he will beat Margit. In January 2023. January 2023. Okay. That's a while. I mean, it's doable. I actually was. Hold on. Let the other people. Wait, wait, wait. Don't don't influence the bets yet, Anthony. Let them give their bets. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to put my bet on. Anthony is not going to beat Margaret, and here's why. Because if we all vote that he's going to beat Margaret, he might, you know, uh, he might get, you know, a little, you know, uh... motivated. Don't you want no, no, no. to? If, if we Anthony? all think that you're going to do it, you might get, you know, you might get, you know, a little comfortable, right? So I have to vote against. So that way, you have oh, like so he has to, to prove, prove you wrong. wrong. Hey, yeah. Josh, with that good psychology. <laughs> Evan, Evan in the chat giving him a thirty percent chance that he'll beat him. Yeah, I don't think Anthony's good enough to do it. Ooh. I, I, <laughs> really Uh-oh. trying to motivate Uh-oh. me here to actually do it. I'll be honest. You guys have more confidence than I do in myself. I'm thinking, like, um, maybe spring. The thing is, the key thing for this game, for me to get through Margaret, okay, is going to be whether, like, I, I'm already a little bit in danger. The The time lapse between sessions has got to be tight. Right. Because yes. the longer time the longer goes you on, wait, you're just going to be playing the game for the first time every time. No, yeah, you got it. Right, yeah, right, you right. got to like commit to like a month of playing it like twice a week or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or bare minimum at least once a week. Right. I mean, Anthony, your chances play. increase double if you re-roll your character as like, actually or something. Actually, you should. Actually, <laughs> yeah. the first thing you should do I is start over it. as a samurai or a bandit. For sure. Yeah. And just I, yeah, not I, worry I, I about the wretch thing. I, I think, think that'll. Yeah. And I think your enjoyment will also just be. It'll be so fun. much better. Yeah. Just the fact you don't have to worry about the armor. fucking armor and the bullshit. You can just play your class. Starting as astrologer was like the best shit. I like yeah. you get because if you know what build, that's what the classes are. Starting as a who? Astrologer is the is the main oh, in class. So like the thing is like I the, can't fight, yeah. no 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 I'm saying the you daggers. don't you shouldn't be an astrologer. But what I'm oh, saying oh, is that oh, the class it. system is there for if you know exactly what build you want. Those classes basically just give you a head start on that build, so you can start playing the game immediately at the beginning the way you yeah. want to. Yeah, I, I kind of don't mind that I was wretched for two hours because I got some kind of a vibe on everything. Yeah. but it was a cl- like I finished thinking like I want what was it dexterity or whatever. Right, you're like, like I want to play with the dagger. Levels, I wanna, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. You need yeah, eight yeah, levels to use the weapon you want, where the bandit you can use it from the immediately. Game. Right, yeah, definitely going to do that. Definitely going to do that. Yeah, and you right. have armor, so you'll take way less damage. So right, tune so. in for Anthony's Elden Ring. Play playthrough in uh spring that's uh, soon. in eight minutes <laughs> um and uh last thing is scale of one to ten numbered score for elden ring one being one of the worst games you've ever played and a 10 being one of the best games you've ever played uh starting with josh 
kind of tough. I can start, actually. I know my answer if you want me to start. Uh If you want to pick. Okay, so I rate Elden Ring an 8.5. It is very high on my list of games I've ever played. I think it's amazing. I think everyone should try it, but only if they have a friend who has played it who can explain all the bullshit to them. (laughs) If they have that, I think... I think anyone will enjoy Elden Ring if they enjoy video games, like action video games at all, as long as they have someone to explain the game to them. And that's the difference between it being between it being an 8.5 and a 10. If it had the UX and UI required for someone to have a streamlined experience without any outside influence, it would be a 10 for sure for me. But it gets 8.5. Maybe it'll go down to an 8. I think more likely it'll go to an 8 than a 9. All right, I think I got mine. I'm going to be a hater, and I'm going to give it a 7.9. Well, I'm going to give it 0.1 shy of an 8 because of my Souls boomer. Right. Because it Wait. wasn't it wasn't Dark Souls 3 again. It wasn't Dark, it was Souls, Dark Souls 3.5. Four a little bit newer. <laughs> you mean Dark Souls 2 again. That's what you want. Uh, Sean wants that Demon Souls consumable health, limited health item shit again. Oh, Demon Souls sucks. Dude, the games <laughs> suck, and I love them. I don't know what, I don't know what you want from me. Okay. I mean, that's one thing I love about Sean is that even though he loves them, he will freely admit when things My are stupid. Thing is like, is there a correlation between being passionate about documentation and liking Souls games? There yeah, might probably. Be. I hate documentation. No, he's not. He, Sean said he likes doing the 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 when, cleanup work, not the documentation part of it. He likes doing correct. the actual, The documentation right? sucks, but I'll do the dirty work. The thing about my last point that I think I forgot. I forgot. Perfect. That that makes sense. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. When the reviewers, sorry. When the game came out and the reviewers were all like, this is the best game I've ever played. The best game of all time. 10 out of 10 hours after beating it, I was like, these guys are fucking high. Like, it was a good game, but the best game ever made? No way. No way. Like, there's no way, right? This game, this is, game has been made four times already. It's not the best game of all time. Yeah, the crazy thing is... Right. Me thinking Elden Ring was new. All these systems were new to me. I was like, wow, these are amazing, cool concepts. And then Sean's like, actually, you know, this exact thing is it, like every single thing in Elden Ring has been in a, almost everything has been in Dark Souls 3. It's just an, ex, it's just all like, besides crafting. Right. Everything else is ex, ex, an expanded version of a previous game, of which is fine. Exa- right. But like, yeah, just when people, I mean, then people were jerking it off. Right. And I was just like, let's, you know, let's, yeah. it's good game, but let's, you know, let's, it's chill. Yeah, I will say right. just one more hot take before Josh gives his score. There's like, I think at this point I'm at like a 90% chance that Tunic will be a higher rated game for me than Elden Ring. And Tunic is also a Souls-like. So I mean, we'll see. I'm excited for yeah, 2022 game of the year. Uh, yeah, they don't be a, our game of the year podcast this year is going to be a beggar. <laughs> All right, Josh, what, what do you got for us? Yeah. You know, I really would like to give it a 10. But when I compare it to other games that I consider 10s, so like, it's not you know, I liked the open world in Breath of the Wild. I would say I like the open world in Breath of the Wild better. I think that from like a, you know, getting lost and boss fights perspective, I think I liked Hollow Knight better. Those are like my two like, 10 games mm-hmm. that like I like that in terms of like things that I can try directly compared to because also I mean Persona 4 right. is up there and that's not comparable at all right 
So I would have to say I go give it a nine because I don't think it quite like it doesn't meet the level of those two games in my mind. That's uh, still specifically, high. I think for like I think that the combat is like really good, right? I think, but I don't think that like the thing that I enjoyed most about it was more enjoyable than the things I enjoyed most about the games in my tens. There you go, nine for Josh and Anthony. Once you beat Margit. You will be able to give your score on the pod on a podcast. Yeah, my two hour score right now is like no fucking way I ever play this game. Right, yeah. It's not I'm just this is not a game for me. Mark, like, I, 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 I told Anthony before I said I bet if I and this is a bet I'm willing to make. I think if Anthony beats Margit, there is a more than 50 percent chance he will then go on to beat the game possible just damn by then, i think i think the beginning it. of the game will be the most difficult part for anthony so i mean that's what i'm saying i think if he can get through margit he may actually be at the point where he'll want to play because i saw i saw the spark on anthony's stream the spark of actually really loving yeah, this true. game so it's like there it's like hidden yeah it's 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 some poop there's it's buried under some poop yeah, there, yeah there's i'll be very curious to see restarting with bandit if it facilitates a little bit of what my it's just like uh, how i was playing right there is at least so far very little time my natural instincts were getting blocked by yeah. like stuff and that's and what i, I mean i think once a, you beat margit your instincts will be the like they'll have to be the right line. ones right so right 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 to beat them yeah right. we'll see we'll, we'll see. see yeah i think it'll be interesting anyway We'll save our, any quality time questions, which I don't think we have anyway for next time. So there uh, was one that it's like Uba Duba Duba. Yeah, that's what I saw. Literally too. the question. <laughs> it didn't yeah, have a question mark. So uh, uh, if you have stuck around this find us, so much, Anthony, you, you can find us at koqualentertainment.com. I will literally not take up any more of your time than that. You can get Discord links there. Most importantly, you can get links to a you can wish list it would be extremely helpful it's our game that we've like barely told anybody about but we still give a wish list link because it would be cool we we are very excited there's a decent chance you might see more this year i would say this year probably a very this year, high chance i hope you'll see more right <laughs> so get excited there's also links to our social media we do discord we do giveaways everywhere come check it out koalaentertainment.com until next time all right. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back on a more regular podcast schedule. Hopefully uh, Anthony, I'll be back talking about some non Elden ring shit next week. First and development priorities and traveling. Yeah. Yep. But thank awesome. you all for supporting us as always. Love you all. See you. Bye.